Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. What kind of show show are we going to have this week, Louie? We're going to have a really big show today. A really big show. Really, really big show. Really, really big show. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's our good friend, Louie Rodriguez. He's the host of Rodriguez Rant, so make sure that you're going over there. I know that you're already subscribed to this show, right? You're already subscribed. You're already watching. So get on over there. And subscribe to that as well. Follow him everywhere like you do Revolver and Faith, Family, and Politics. Across from him, we've got this guy. Uh, you may have seen him before. Once, twice. He, he's around sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> Rarely anymore. No, <laughs> i got to pick on him a little That's bit. Leave it. <laughs> the host of The Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on. So, yeah, be sure to be subscribed like, to that. And like. Share. Subscribe. And comment, 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 comment. <laughs> All that good stuff. He's got some new stuff coming soon. It's so. coming. It really yeah. is. Really, really does. <laughs> and then the man who's bringing the message this week, the man, the myth, the legend, my father, Gary Moore. <laughs> and he also has a YouTube channel. If you want to go over there and follow and subscribe him, uh, subscribe, subscribe to his YouTube channel, it is... More on the more. Yes, sir. You can find me there. Do... Uh, Try to elevate content. We'll eventually get out on the water, get some uh, content that will be riverside, boatside, not riverboat, per se. We're not going to hit the casinos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not going to be talking to the lo- uh, about the Lord in front of the uh, slot machines. <laughs> Lord bless this spin. No, none of that. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, only at the penny slots. Does that work? Yeah, <laughs> not even at them some days. Um, but no, it's. Uh, there is, it is good to be here. It's always a, just an awesome time, but we, on my broadcast, we'll go through and uh, trying to elevate the recording aspects, kind of get into that uh, TV realm one day, maybe do some uh, high dollar broadcasting and uh, get something on uh, YouTube's. <laughs> um, the premium? On Well, on the premium, but not only on the premium, but just uh, when they have their award shows, those, those, uh, they go through and uh, pass out those rewards. I want to be there. Oh, you want to yes. go there just so you can stub them? They, they'll, they'll call you up. They'll say, more on the more. more on like, the come more. get your award. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just like no, Alan's doing, good. just kind of wave like, no. eh, no. move no. on. You should have. No. Day one, you should have been passing me that reward. <laughs> that award. I do the award, say. Reward. In the horse racing, I do ask God to please let Sea Biscuit win. <laughs> <laughs> when was I mean, the last time Sea Biscuit raced? <laughs> it's one of his creatures, and you just feel that that creature has worked hard. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. There's a little money involved. Uh, yeah. So um, we're at a pretty good number in episodes this week, Dad. Uh, this is uh, now uh, we're at episode fifty-five. Woohoo! So, what do you think about that, Lou? Does that make it a bigger show? Yes, it does. It makes it a really, really big show. <laughs> so I understand that you have a message for us. Yes, it is called The Sin That So Easily Besets Us. And that will be coming out of the book of Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to look at verses 1 and 2 right there, and then we'll kind of get in from there. But i tell you what, let's have a word of prayer, yes. and then we'll go uh, get into our word. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Lord, and honor first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to gather around the table. We just ask, Lord, as we get into your word, let it touch the hearts of those that may see it, those that will hear it. Let them receive it with an open mind, Lord. And uh, we know that we can uh, add a level of humor to it, 
Let us just uh, keep it contained to a degree, Lord, that the truth shines far greater than the humor when it comes to the message, Lord. We give all this to you in Jesus' heavenly name. Amen. Amen. All right. There was a little shot towards uh, our laughing libertarian. I keep knew him, it. That's why I had him, to stare at you. I was like, contained. Keep him contained. I felt that one. And, uh, I felt it. All right. Hebrews chapter 12. This is wherefore so great a witnesses. Uh, we're, uh, wherefore, seeing we are all compassed about with a uh, great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, when we look at this, when we look at faith, that there is, uh, there is a trust and there's a belief, and that's kind of the whole thing. John 3.16 says, uh, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. You know, because God, God sent Jesus into the world not to condemn it, but that through him we could have, we could have that grace of God. But what if it had leaky pipes? Would he condemn it? Well, listen, uh, that's what good plumbers are for. Fair so enough. we bring in Fair Mario enough. and Luigi. I don't want to show them, this go. place is not livable. Okay. <laughs> But uh, now, kind of running into that uh, that sin that besets us, and what ends up taking place is this sin that even the from the sinner to those that are saved ends up running into is unbelief. There's plenty of people we don't trust, government, poli- um, well, any, any politician, whether we <laughs> voted for them or not. We, yeah. I think in the end we, we trust them. Just about as far as we can throw them. It's like, don't mess up. As long as you stay on the line that we've agreed to, I ain't got a problem with you. But when you step off that line, that's when we got a problem. So I've got unbelief till you prove me wrong. All right, now in chapter 11, which is known as the faith chapter, um, verse 1 goes through and says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence things have not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. So when it goes through there in chapter twelve and says uh, we are, we also are compassed about with so a great cloud of witnesses. That is those that have gone on before us, that have walked the walk, talked the talk, and have put their faith and trust in what God had to say to them. Now, with that stated, and this may get to be an interesting message to say the least. I'll just let you know that now. Um, on more ways than one. But let me get down to it. Let me get to... All right. Um, okay, here we go. Um, in verse 8, by faith, Abram, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. Now, the reason I bring up, I'm going to bring up a couple people from the faith chapter just to kind of show that there are those times that we have this level of unbelief. And even even the two that started the nation of Israel are 
fall into that same category. And this is just how easy this sin of unbelief can beset us. Now, um, for those that want, can and they can look it up, in uh, beginning of chapter, well, chapter 12, and I believe uh, chapter 16, um, God has a bit of a conversation with uh, Abraham and Sarah. But at the beginning, in chapter 12 of Genesis, God has a good conversation. He says, get yourself away from your, your family to a land that I'll show you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make you a great nation, and you're gonna be blessed. Everyone that blesses you will be blessed. Anyone that curses you will be cursed. And um, so he takes off. He trusts God, believes in what God has said to him. He says, "You go and travel, sojourn, and I'll show you this land that you will inherit." Now he gets to a spot, goes through, sets up an altar, praises to the Lord. God says, "You know." You're going to be blessed. I'm going to make you a great nation. Um, just follow me. Believe in me. Trust in me is basically what he's saying to him. And then before we get very far into that chapter of um, chapter 12, a famine takes place in the land. So the, to deal with the famine, he heads down into Egypt. There's a little more. Unfortunately, the grass was greener in Egypt than it was in the land he was sojourning in. Well, he gets gets to the border of Egypt and literally looks over at Sarah and says, Hey, listen, yeah, you're in your 70s and 80s like I am, but you still want hot honey. Now, these guys are going to see you, and they're going to say, Mm-hmm, she'd be fine, and they're going to kill me, and they're going to take you for be their wife. Now, keeping in mind, God said, I'm just going to, he said, I'm going to make a great nation of you. I'm going to bless you. Those that bless you will be blessed. Those that curse you will be cursed. And he gets into the border of Egypt, and he says, Sarah, don't tell him you're my wife. You tell him you're, you're my sister. That way I won't die. Of course, that gets found out, and he gets shipped out of the land. Unbelief. God had done told him, I'm going to make you a great nation. Him and Sarah didn't have any children at this time. None. None whatsoever. But yet, within that time, he just determined that, hey, I'm going to die down here in Egypt because you're pretty. Unbelief, not trusting in God. Now, granted, now he had to go through and get his head on straight, got shipped out, started getting things um, going again. But then, for those that want to look it up, in chapter 16, um, God has identified to Sarah and to Abraham it was like, you're going to have a son. She's going to bear you a son. And he said, this is going to happen. You are going to be a great nation. So when he went away for a little while, for those who play video games, he had to go on a little side mission so he can come back to the main story. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> In a matter of speaking. Yeah. So he has now separated himself from his nephew Lot, and they've been separated for a while. Lot is over in Sodom and Gomorrah. I know several people have heard of Sodom and Gomorrah. Destroyed. Abram stands up because he knows where Lot is. But anyway, he had prepared a meal for the angel of the Lord and these other two men. And he gets it all prepared, and the Lord goes, where is your wife? I said, oh, well, she's back in the tent. He's like, all right, well, just wanted to let you know 
She is going to bear you a son. I'm going to make you a great nation. And she's going to be the mother of that. Now, she's already, she at this point in time goes through and she laughs. And the Lord says, now, I know she don't believe me because she's already laughed in her spirit. And she said, no, I didn't laugh. She starts backpedaling because the Lord has already heard it. He, Lord knows what's going on. Lord knows what time of day it is. In fact, earlier, um, the God, uh, she identified to Abraham, and here's another level of her unbelief at the time. God said he's going to give you a child, but he's kept me barren. But I got this handmade Hagar. I'm going to give her to you to wife, go into her, and we'll raise up seed together with, from her. That wasn't what God promised. God promised you will give a child to Abraham. You are. You are going to be the mother. There is no surrogate. There's no in vitro. There's no Maury. No. No. No, no, no. figure now. Who's, who's the parents? Yes. No. We, we know who the parents will be. So, unbelief, not trusting in the Lord. The Lord has already given you this, this given you a word. And I mean, really. If God were to give me a word, and then I turn around and go, I don't know. Can I trust God in this matter? I've got to kind of step back and say, yeah, I can. And so oftentimes we don't. That's a bad thing. So we've seen two individuals from Scripture that have had unbelief after receiving information from God saying, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be your victory. Now, she did have a son, which is a beautiful thing. But now, so them finally getting to that stage to where they could separate themselves from unbelief and trust that God has their best interest at heart, that's when we find those great victories. And that's the problem with us today. We don't want to give up the hold we have on everything. So with that stated, Say when when we're trying to control things a little bit too much, yeah, we we try to hang on to everything. We want to be in yeah, control of all of to, it. All right, now, good thought on that, and let's we're gonna take that. I want to come back. I need to kind of reel us in because I jumped to Sarah before I gave us the verse uh, from chapter eleven in Hebrews on Sarah. So let's do that right quick. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who promised. Now, when we get to that point to where we are trusting God, and I know I've already said that and everything, but we kind of we get scared. Flesh is flesh, and it's always going to have that opportunity that it's going to come about that we are going, there is that pop possibility for us to kind of fall back that's how flesh is um billy graham has had moments where unbelief had creeped in i mean there was there was family things going on that that you know will cause even even what seems to be the strongest of men in the lord to to have these moments of unbelief and a lot of times that unbelief Yes, it is a sin that can control us and is easy for any of us to fall into. What we have a tendency in falling into it, the thing we need to remember is flesh is going to be weak. But when we trust the one 
he will give us strength. And it's that surrendering, that letting go and saying, Lord, it's in your hands. And when we get to that level, that's when we can see greater victories. But Paul is saying here in our verse that let's take that sin and let's make sure we kick that one off. Here's the easiest one for everyone to have is unbelief. Um, There is a man in Scripture, and I cannot remember where it is, and I had a note for it, but that note's at home. But his son had a dumb spirit, and he had brought it to the disciples, and the disciples couldn't do anything. He couldn't call it out. Now, they had already been called out two by two and had great victories. I mean, they come back all excited about everything that went on, you know, they was well-received, um, great ministry. They, they was excited. And then unbelief sets in. They have a setback. Something comes up against them that, you know, pushes them down. Just like on the playground, there's always that kid that's a little bigger than you. And you, you know you've got the training and the ability that you could kick his tail if you needed to. But he caught you off guard. He pushed you. And in that moment, you're like, I don't know that I could kick this kid's butt if I wanted to. But then, you know, what you have learned kicks in and you react to the response. That's when you you surrender to your wisdom, to your knowledge, to the truth. And that's when that takes uh, takes us um takes care of us. Um sometimes good, you respond with a donkey's ball jawbone, right? Yeah, yes, yes, um, yes. Um, you can do that, most definitely. And the beautiful thing was, in that in that victory for him, only two times did Samson ever thank um, thank God for a victory or, or ask about a victory. And that was at the end, he had went through, killed the thousand um, Philistines with the jawbone, and he identified it, you know, I'd done this, I'd done this, I'd done this threw the jawbone down, and then he's he's kind of like r- almost reality set in. It's like God was saying, oh, really? You've done this. Not me. You've done this. So he gets this kind of that moment where he kind of leans back, and he's like, I thirst. God, you've given me this great victory. God, you've done this. Please don't leave me thirsty where these Philistines can take me. So literally, he was he was self, and that's a whole that's that's a whole another message there yeah. that we're starting to get into. I was but, just talking about getting but, claiming them victories. Yes. Yeah, so, but <laughs> um, but that point he did at that point say, "Lord, thank you for the victory," and God caused the hollow in the jawbone to fill up with water, and he drank, and he was refreshed, it was restored. But what we see here, and the beautiful thing is, is when you go through the eleventh chapter, the faith chapter. The, the, uh, the hall of faith heroes, so to speak, you can go back and in Scripture and look at their life and their story, and you realize that their walk with God isn't much different than what ours is. I mean, now, granted, everyone's like, um, God said, um, David is a man after my own heart. And a lot of people's like, well, David committed adultery, got her knocked up, and then killed her husband. How does he have the same heart as God? God wasn't saying it in that fashion. It's one of those times it's kind of almost like a play on words. David desired, David wanted what God wanted for him. So he wanted God's heart. 
there were several times it's like, God, do you hear me? Um, in fact, actually, the first person to say, uh, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? What Christ said upon the cross, everyone references that Jesus made that comment. David had made that comment, and it's written in the Psalms. Um, cannot remember the Psalms. 27 is what keeps coming to mind, but I know that's not it. And, uh, but with that stated. Well, it's the same this. lineage, right? I mean, yes, so, so yes, it's actually. Yes. yes. And um, which that story right there, just uh, looking at what Joseph and Mary went through, that took a lot of trust. That took a lot of belief. When an angel comes up to you and says, hey, you're well favored and you're going to conceive. And she goes, well, how can I conceive when I don't have met a, I haven't known a man, you know, and it's like the Holy Spirit's going to come down and you shall conceive. And then she finally has to let Joseph know. Joseph is sitting back going, darn, this isn't a good situation. The woman that I love and the woman I care about is pregnant. And what she's telling me is a little, it's, um, the government offers you appeal. God offers you appeal. His pill is called his word. The government offers you appeal that is fentanyl. <laughs> or, or a jab. <laughs> or a jab. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm starting to get off base there. God wants you to see what he has. Yeah. And he wants you to believe in what he will do. God told the nation of Israel, if you will follow me, and you will love me, and you will do my commandments and keep my laws. I will be a God to you, and you shall be my people, my children. You will be mine. When someone goes through and says, I'll take care of you if you trust me, if you believe in me, if you'll walk with me, then that's when, that's when you can throw off everything else. Don't let flesh keep you from victory. And that's yeah, that's like what all the we're, noises that we've got going on right yes. now. There's like there's a lot of excitement going on. There's forth. a lot of good things taking place. Hey, it, who knows? It could be Trump showing up again for another broadcast. Uh, hey, you never uh, know. Uh, no, you never, you know. never know. <laughs> you never know if uh, the prez number forty five will be in the house. But um, or maybe Jesus is returning and journey's trying to let us know that he heard the trump well, this podcast would have a few less people on it yes absolutely absolutely and i would highly recommend you repent now <laughs> seek the lord seek his face immediately because once we walk through the walls that's it for you. <laughs> you you've heard the word trust it and believe it and and that's what it is paul is saying there are those that have walked before you that have struggled they know what you're going through they've done it if they can do it, there's no reason for you to say, I can't do it the way I am. I mean, David, as I said, adulterer, murderer, multiple wives. I mean, I don't get multiple wives, but David was allowed to. He would have been a guest on Jerry Springer. Yes, yes. It's like, um, well, and Maury Povovich. It's yeah. like, you are the father. A um, lot. A lot. <laughs> And uh, and just looking at his kids, I mean, you had Absalom, nice long flowing hair, um, did kill his brother, but his brother raped his sister. So so I mean, there's a lot of dysfunction in the world, and and when you say when people say, well, you know, God can't love someone like me, 
I'll, I'll end with this. The thief on the cross lived his life just the way he wanted to, to the point in time that when Christ was nailed to that cross and they raised the cross up, they was looking and saying, they was railing against him along with the other people. So he's up there nailed to a cross, and he's sitting there messing and throwing jabs at Jesus, so to speak, verbally. And finally, at one point, he just had to realize, it's like, you know what, dude, shut up. I've got to shut up because the man in the middle, he hasn't committed any sins. He hadn't done anything wrong. And he looked at him and said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And by belief and trust in Christ, he believed when Christ said, this day ye shall be with me in paradise. I mean, man alive. If it's a whole deal that, you know, um, Gabriel or Michael may have met him at the pearly gates because old St. Peter wasn't there yet um, because uh, Peter was still kind of cowering over the whole notion that he disrespected the Lord three times uh, before the cock crowed. But uh, with this, he... He believed, and I know he's there. And I, like I said, you know, Michael might be like, uh, how did you get here? I mean, I don't see how that could have been possible. But they said, the man in the middle said I could come. I lived my life the way I wanted to live it. I was as bad as I wanted to be. But Jesus Christ said, I can come home. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're, when it comes to that point, that's when you just know just how sweet it love how sweet the love is, is when he could look at you and say, you can come home with me and I will give you rest and I will give you that peace. And that is why as we run our race, we need to run it with patience. But first off, we need to cast off the weights, which is a whole, like I said, a whole nother message. And is, that, is that the same point in time when he said, my burden is light and my yoke is easy? Is that the same? That was uh, that was earlier in um, earlier on. Earlier on, but yes, and um, because because that's 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 the whole deal. It's like you know, you that are weary, heavy laden, and burdened, you know, come to me and I'll give you rest. Yeah. And the hustle and bustle of this life, we are so uh, microwave generations at this point. <laughs> Everything uh, instant. Yeah. You know, we we need it now. We need instant gratification we need instant food uh, if it takes instagram long, instagram um <laughs> instant potatoes <laughs> Oof. yeah i know i know but hey uh, there are those that had to deal with that and it was a, it was an issue of rationing but with that stated we as a generation today are looking at our government saying we believe in you I'm saying, look at the facts. Look at the book that has been around for so long that they have spent all their time saying it's false, it's false, it's false, it's false. But they haven't defeated it. They haven't defeated him. They don't bother Muhammad. They don't bug on Confucius. They applaud all of them. The only one they want to try to dispute is Jesus Christ. It's the only one that they try to yeah. rag on. It's like, we can't believe in him. Yeah. It, that just that's just propaganda. Only one that gets used as a swear is Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't go Confucius. Confucius. <laughs> don't go Confucius. <laughs> I'm gonna start cursing. Bob. Oh Muhammad. Ah oh, yes. 
Muhammad. Um, uh, so, yeah, we as people, Paul is just simply saying, the things that weigh you down, that keep you from running the race, starts with unbelief. That's You get rid of that, and then you can start peeling away the other weights. And like I said, that's another message for another day, and Yens will just have to come back in and catch that one. So. Well, I mean, with that stated, we all everybody knows that you're going to be back. Yeah, I mean, I'll be back. You're, our, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> our most frequent, most frequent message bringer. So, <laughs> I promise I'll get you to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need Mister Hess for that one. It's, he's he's got a good Arnold. He's got a good Arnold. Yeah. Well, he's got a good uh, he's got a good a um, uh, lot of good uh, impressions. Oh, I, yeah. Waiting for him to come back to Indy. So I I think it's it, it's at all important that uh, we take our time and learn who to trust, learn who to believe into, and uh, you don't always have to trust the science or believe the science. Educate yourself, learn of the one that created it all, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 That. that was a good way to wrap that up. What do you think, Sterling? Yeah, well, there, Austin hit the, the the applause button, but Sterling gave us a good head nod. I I, I expected a little bit of woohoo or something, but <laughs> net, a head nod works too. It was, I just had to let the audio listeners know that you gave the head nod so that they know because they can't hear the rattle. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, it's it's a lighter rattle when I go for it. So <laughs> one day when you reach the subscribers. And it's important for those that are subscribing to share, 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 yes. share, 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 comment, comment, and share. Yeah, all that good stuff, right, Alan? And hit like. Definitely, comment, 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 comment. <laughs> if, you, if you've ever, if well, I mean, obviously you've watched episodes of The Laughing Libertarian and Rodriguez Rants, but if you've ever watched this episode, a few episodes of uh, Laughing Libertarian, you know that Alan is very good at telling you to comment, comment, comment. <laughs> And he gets plenty of, got to start commenting more on our show though. Like I know you're watching. I see, I see the view counts. I just, I don't know where the, I don't know where the comments are. Like because I got like five more comments this week, but it was people trying to get a hold of Tyson James. <laughs> Tyson James comments. And he's like, Hey, you guys knocked it out of the park. This is great. And everybody's like, Hey Tyson, I love your work. And I'm like, dude, you're on my page. Dude. Like, you're on my video. He's not my neighbor. <laughs> right. They're like, bro, you make the best music, especially with your friends. I'm like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> you don't make music. Oh, you're talking to Tyson. Never mind. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Tyson's cool, but you know, gee whiz. Tyson's made it hard. I can't. I can't react to Tyson's stuff anymore. Tyson took his stuff private. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like a uh, paywall now, right? Yeah, for it's his. a paywall for everything. Yeah. So YouTube can't keep messing with them, and and, uh, and I'm not against Tyson on that. It's just yeah. I mean, YouTube was really giving him a hard time. Maybe you can take some time and and hopefully he watches this show somehow or way or another, or maybe you can suggest it on your show as well. Um, maybe he can throw some stuff after it's been up for a while onto Rumble, so that yeah. we can all take a look there. Or maybe I'll just be a decent person and pay the pay, you know, pay the, pay the paywall. Money. It was just, everybody's got that like uh, uh, subscription fatigue, right? So it's kind of difficult. Well, yeah, because once you pay everybody's you know paywall to get to their content, it's like, oh my gosh, now I'm broke, and there's and it's not like we're being paid. Yeah, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Absolutely, <laughs> it's needed. It really is. We did, we did jump up a few a uh, few subscribers uh, this that. past couple of weeks. Yeah, a big jump there in the last two weeks or so. Yeah, yeah you, you've got more subscribers. I've still got more content, but you, you still <laughs> yeah. have more subscribers. Well, um, 
something that helped and, and, and I, not that the viewers are like, Oh, this is boring. This is a uh, nerd stuff, but not to get too nerdy. Uh, we, we uh, put a few shorts out there for you and uh, YouTube shorts. Um, so go go and check those out and uh, salute them. Not that we're running around in our <laughs> yes. shorts, just yes, salute shorts. the shorts. <laughs> salute the shorts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely go check those out. I'm Make proud those view counts to keep be going. An American, and, uh, or at least I know I'm free. And it even helps even better if they comment, 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 yeah. yes. comment. Um, because when they do that, it puts it back in the algorithm and view counts go up, and then new subscribers come in, and then you get more people to talk to when you comment. That's fair. <laughs> so it's pretty fantastic. Absolutely. Now going in over to the family portion of the show, which I think we're we're pretty good on the time there, right, Sterling? Yeah. Um, yeah. If we keep it about 15, 20 minutes, we're good. <laughs> um, Louie and I had a discussion earlier today, and and uh, I thought we had, we could sh- share those stories from earlier today. Uh, I want to start with Louie, but it's it's uh, um, stories of being able to help someone. We had very similar stories, but um, Louie, would you mind sharing your story? Well, today I had to go to Walgreens to get some um, golf pads. So when I'm getting there, there's this old lady sitting outside in a chair. Well, this Walgreens but, was not in your normal path either. No, it was out there in uh, um, Hannah. Um, so when I get there, this lady's asking me, could she get a ride? Because the bus that picks her up wasn't coming and she'd been sitting there for hours. So I went inside to look for the girls' pads. She, I came back out and she asked somebody else and the guy said, no, I can't do it. So I decided to take her. I took her, put her in my car, took her over there by the funeral place by Gimbo. Gimbo? Gimbo. Well, th- this is all local references anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, up there yeah. past Meridian. It was Meridian, I think. It yeah. was Meridian and Gimbal. I was afraid you were going to tell me you just left her at the funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess 30 degrees outside. The weather will take care of this. She was an old lady that hardly couldn't walk, and she had... Uh, walker? Walker with yeah. her. So I took her home. Me and my woman took her home. And it made me feel good. It's good. But I think God put me there so I could do that yeah. favor for her. I love the endorphin rush you get when you help people out. Yeah, well, I mean, because um, you said you, cause you guys you guys prayed on the way to the Aldi, right? Mm-hmm. And Norma, he was telling me like they, they prayed on the way to the Aldi, and then or not Aldi, but uh, what was the store again? I'm sorry, Walgreens. Walgreens. Right? Yeah, and Walgreens. They prayed on the way to Walgreens, um, and then this Walgreens was not their like, they, like I said, it's not their normal, you know, route. What made them have to go to that Walgreens? Who knows? But then they just went off on their different, a different route, and went to a different Walgreens than they normally go, go to because they're very much creatures of habit, right, Louis? Mm-hmm. You and Norma. <laughs> Unless of course you accidentally <laughs> missed your Walgreens and you were praying to find a Walgreens. <laughs> like, please, Lord, guide me to a Walgreens. There's I really need this product. <laughs> always another Walgreens or a CVS. So That's true. Pretty much interchangeable, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty. <much. laughs> um. One, some, sometimes you have things that one that's done at the other, but that, you know, they're pretty much interchangeable for the most part, but yeah, it just, you know, what were the chances, right? And so my story was pretty similar in that fashion that, um, I took someone home, uh, to, to their home. Um, I was on my way back, uh, home from a, uh, a friend's, uh, concert in a, in a pub. Um, and it was, 
it was really early in the morning. It was like, uh, like close to 3 a.m. Um, drinker's hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Drinker's hours. And I, I had videotaped the, the music show. Yeah. I was there because that, that was, that was the videographer, photographer for the night. And so that was what I was, I was facilitating that. So yeah, I'm, I'm driving home and, and it's, it is winter outside. It is in full force. And it's, uh, uh, so much in force that, um, I couldn't drive my normal way home from the West side. So I had to divert three separate times. I was wanting to just take side roads home. Yeah. And I just couldn't. And I'm like, man, every time I would get to a place where there used to be a pile of snow and no trucks around. So I'd have to make a different path. And I ended up on the highway, um, which I would have never chose. Um, and I just, uh, for whatever reason I did. And so about a quarter after I'm on the highway, quarter after three. And um, I see this vehicle that's stopped on the side of the road and the lights were on, but there's nobody in the vehicle. Yeah. And I see footprints out in front. So I was like, oh man, somebody's walking in this. And, uh, I mean, gosh, all that snow, cold. And, uh, it's Yeti. <laughs> it's a Yeti. All <laughs> 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 right. Um, uh, it would have been a mini Yeti cause this, this woman was very small. <laughs> she was quite small. And, and, um, I'd say, uh, not, not elderly, but approaching elderly. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it was about a quarter mile down the road and I see her and she's walking and she's <laughs> as she should be right. And she's got this no more than what I've got on out in the cold. She had not planned for <laughs> her yeah. vehicle to break down and be out in it. And, uh, I asked her, I said, would you like a ride home? And she says, uh, she said, you're not going to kill me. Are you? <laughs> well, if I was a murderer, I don't think I'd if answer If I that. was going to kill you, I'd just let you keep walking. <laughs> I just like, walk by. I just drive behind you real slow. <laughs> but it's just like, it just so happens that I'm the only one, other one on the road. So there's no, you know, when I was, I was like, no, ma'am, I, you know, it's like, you know, if you don't want the ride, I, you know, I, I will keep, I will keep driving. So I don't, I don't want to force her into the vehicle, obviously, but she, she says, okay, yeah. but she, she uh, says, uh, okay, I'll, I'll take a ride. And so she hops into the vehicle or steps in uh, for that matter. Uh, I was waiting for uh, Alan to jump in and say, oh, oh she hopped no. in, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, 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 on, on the way back to her house, which wasn't very far away, actually, it was uh, about another two miles um, and not too far from Louie, actually. Um, she was telling me, the day she had, she was like, Oh, I, just, I had such a bad day. And she started from the, from morning when she first woke up and everything, all these adversities, one after another, she was like, I knew it was just going to lead to this. I knew it was just going to lead to this. And, uh, I, I'm like, well, what put you out in the, the middle of the night? And she goes, actually, I was in my car for several hours and I was just thinking somebody was going to come along. <laughs> and then the first person that did is like, you're not going to kill me, are you? <laughs> uh, something told me I'm going to go with the first person who isn't going to murder me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I asked three people before you got here. Yeah. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was a quarter mile away instead of right in front of my vehicle. Uh, um, but yeah, she was actually in her vehicle for several hours before she actually started to give up and start walking. And she said that just before I had pulled up, she had been praying that someone would come through. Because she she hadn't she hadn't prayed up to that point until she got so far away from her car and realized how cold it really was and how much snow was really in her way to get home, and she started to pray. And uh, so, 
anyway, I, I, it was like, uh, God put me there. He knew that I'd had to be diverted three different times and he knew that I was going to have to be on the highway at that point in time. That's why I couldn't get, cause I, every time I tried to leave my friend's, uh, concert, I was going to leave sooner than everything ended cause I was going to wrap everything up and someone would start another conversation. Like, man, I just can't get out of here. <laughs> it just so happens that everything just kept playing out the way it was supposed to. I get her home and, uh, she goes, I just have to ask you, are you an angel? I said, no, ma'am. I'm just a regular fella. <laughs> I'm just a regular human being, flesh and blood like you. And uh, she goes, was it okay that when I tell this story that I, I, I uh, say that you were? I was like, do whatever you like. <laughs> she goes, okay, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All of a sudden, the wings pop out of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the tooth fairy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow to get my vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Rock. I'm coming for the third installment of Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Man, they go from The Rock to Larry the Cable Guy to Josh the Juice Man Timmons. It's like, it's like a V-shape, yeah. you know? Yep. Super V. Is that what they call it? Super V. It's a Super V. It's what they call it. <laughs> so, uh, Dad, you got a story where you got to uh, oh, help man. out? I've saved so many lives. It's just overwhelming. Where do I begin? I was a lad of three. <laughs> this like, individual uh, was struggling. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to throw a little bit right? of humor there. Uh, yeah. Just. I would say we're, we're, not talking, we're, we're not talking about Pangea here. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, it's been a couple years back, but there was uh, was my wife and my granddaughter were with me. And we were driving somewhere and we leaving the house we're crossing the bridge over the interstate and there's a kid um sitting on the edge of the bridge and to say the least it's it that's not something you want to see and it's like especially on the highway below yeah yeah you know uh to me um suicide is, is a coward's way out not that it's any better to, you know, force a police officer to pull the trigger. Um, when you commit suicide, you're not the only one that dies. You're not the only one that ends something. Um, if you jump off a bridge, you hit a car or a car hits your body, uh, multiple accidents, a lot of people are hurt all because of your actions. And then that's just the people that's in the middle of that incident, not counting the individual's that are part of your family. So um, saying all of that to get to this, I pull across, I come back, and I'm like, okay, he's still there. Um, as I'm trying to remember where the police, I think the police officer was um, coming north on the street, and I was, the street I was on was at east-west. I hop out, flag him, and say, hey, listen, there's a kid up here on the bridge. I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to talk with him. I said, we need a hand. Um, so he ends up pulling up. I'm already out. I'm talking with him. Uh, this other lady's like, you know, don't do nothing stupid. It's like, hey, be quiet. You know, I may look at him and say, hey, she's offering a challenge. We men don't step down from a challenge. Uh, but no. So I took this opportunity. It's like I got got my granddaughter in the car. If we go to try to come back by and there's police on the bridge, there's police down, they've got all, all traffic stopped, 
there's no, you know, there's no mistaking what would have took what had taken place. And, um, but I got up there, I'm sitting there trying to talk with him. He says, there's just, there's no, there's no sunlight. There's just not there. There's, there's nothing to be bright. And I says, yeah, there is. I said, you just, you've lost sight of it. And, um, we're kind of getting up there. The police officer is off my left shoulder and I have talked to him enough that I've, I've gotten up and I've put my arm around him. So I've got him by the belly. And I says, I said, whatever you're thinking about doing, I says, it's not going to be easy to do. I'm not going to let you jump. I'm just going to let you know that it's not going to happen. He started to reposition his hands. And at that point I drug him and the cop kind of, we, when he realized I went, he took the left shoulder and we kind of pulled him down and I was sitting there talking with him and I thought I had him in a really good state of mind. And by this time, um, two state troopers and two more IMPD officers show up. So now there's, now there's five police officers on scene and I th really thought I had the kid in a good place and got to talking with him a little bit more and I'm like listen stay in the game stay in the fight there are people that love you and for whatever reason I mean he went again to try to take that run and I hooked him again but like I said there's five officers so at this point in time they just reach up and they just take him to the ground and they kind of get him back up and get him stable and I says I'm gonna be praying for you I says one way or another either God's going to tell me what happened to you or a police officer will tell me. And, um, I can honestly say I've seen two officers and they've let me know that they can't even check in, but I've, I've had a sense of peace that things have been settled with him. So it just having that instance where ultimate tragedy, there was someone there that cared when they felt like there wasn't anyone. And, you know, we, we've, uh, and we've seen that scene here recently where a similar situation took place on, uh, one of the, uh, outside network channels. Yeah. And, uh, that, uh, that police officer was applauded for his, his being there and, and willing to intervene. And I think that's where we all need to be as, as, as human beings, we need to learn how, how to have that form of compassion. God places us in places that we don't always think we're going to be instances that don't always, and not every instance turns out good, but when, when the opportunity arises and you can claim a victory, there was victory taken. He was, he had received the help he needed. And like I said, I've been praying that God had given me a sense of peace on the matter. And I, I feel as though God has. So I feel like he's gotten the help and um, I'm hoping he's claiming a lot of victories, and maybe, uh, maybe he does get to know the Lord as his Lord and Savior. And one day uh, he'll walk up to me once again in heaven, and we'll have a great victory. Maybe he's great watching song. this show. Yes, uh, as, <laughs> maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah, and then hard yeah, to say. <laughs> and, yeah, and then when he sees the story, uh, you know, he'll he'll reach out and comment and say, "Hey, yeah, let's hope, right? Let's pray, yeah, pray on that so, for sure." Absolutely. Alan. So now I've went super deep. Now you've got to come back with something. <laughs> well, this week alone, <laughs> this week alone, I just 23 people saved by you. Not, oh. not this week, especially, but I mean, oh. this week I actually got the opportunity to help a guy 
stop his vehicle when he couldn't as he rear-ended my vehicle and uh, mm. sped off. But, hey, you know what? <laughs> sometimes it doesn't look like help, but sometimes, sometimes it really it, is. Yes. Um, so, anyway, uh, maybe he just needed the adrenaline rush. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Hey, I don't know where he may have hit a child if he didn't hit the back end of my truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's all good. Uh, no, I mean, generally speaking, there have been, it seems like the times that I've helped people, it's generally speaking when there's a, there's a threat against them in some way, shape or form, big two-way guy. So generally speaking, when there's a threat, someone's worried about it, uh, I get to uh, show up with all the hardware and just make sure they're okay. That's <laughs> I've done that numerous times and I... You know, don't want to dig in each one of them, but that's something that, yeah. I don't know, it's it's kind of nice to be like, all right, hey, when someone's really at a bad spot and they, they feel like their life's in danger, they give you a call and it kind of makes you feel good, right? I mean, not that I want to show up and be, you know, a quasi-police officer or anything like that, or, you know, I had the opportunity to be a police officer. It's not like I'm a wannabe. I just didn't take the job. So, but it is nice to know when, when someone's life's in danger, they they look to you, you know, and that's that's been a really cool feeling most of my life, except for that kind of puts me in a weird spot that people think the violence, they, they add me into the equation. <laughs> They're like, I want to stop violence. Let me call that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you stop a bad guy with a gun? <laughs> or the good guy with a gun. Yeah. Yes. So, and I mean, I, it's yet to be determined which one you are, but. I <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm like, what? There's a fight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh we've we live in a society that loves that level of control and uh it's a uh, it's good when good people do step up despite how hard the government works to change that narrative. There's still there's still that majority of people that are saying I'm going to stand up for what's right. And yep. I think we all do that quite well. Um we're not always the superhero in the cape. Sometimes we're just the guy in the flannel shirt, and that's cool. Yeah. Really cool. I don't own any capes, so if it's me, I'm always like, probably in a flannel shirt. <laughs> no, man, that's if when it's you Alan, just put your hoodie. hoodie on top of your head and the wind blows. Lurking in the shadows. Yes. Lurking in the shadows. <laughs> Dark wind duck. Yeah. Uh, where are we at on the time? The point is, Josh, let's get dangerous. Oh, yeah. Dark wing duck. Dark wing duck, yeah. 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 What's, what's up, Lou? One minute. Oh, okay. One minute. I thought you had something to say. I, I, I seen, I seen, uh, I seen old Sterling uh, letting us know. So I uh, feel like we can go yeah, right over yeah, into let's, the let's politics. Shoot on in there. Speaking of things being shot, um, it was a, it was a down drone, U.S. drone in Russia. It wasn't shot. <laughs> it was bumped. Uh huh. Sure. Bumped. <laughs> right. Okay. Likely story. If you want it. Yeah. <laughs> so coming from the Daily Wire this week, um, Re- uh, Russia aims to recover downed U.S. drone. Uh, Russian officials shared plans to salvage the remains of the U.S. military drone that crashed into the Black Sea on Tuesday. Uh, quote, I don't know if we can recover them or not, but we will certainly have to do that, and we will deal with it. Uh, that's a uh, quote by Nikolai Patrushev, Secretary of Russia's Security Council. Uh, said uh, He said that during a televised remarks uh, on Wednesday, and he also said, I certainly hope for success. He added according to the Associated Press. Sergei Nerishkin? <laughs> Maybe. You chose this story. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the Russian names are always so hard. Maybe it's more like Sergei Nerishkin. So I can say it's not just to put a Russian accent on it. The yeah, head it sounds of, so much better that way. Yeah. Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service told a reporter that he believes Moscow has the resources for such an operation. 
quote, the way I see it, there are such technical uh, capabilities, he said, for the Russian state-run media. Um, so I don't know how credible that source is. <laughs> it is the Russian state-run media. Um, the U.S. military says one of the two Russians uh, Su-27 aircraft conducting an intercept struck a propeller of a MQ-9 uh, surveillance drone conducting routine operations in international airspace. So we, I would say that we probably have every right to be in international airspace, um, or at least our drones do, causing U.S. forces to bring the aircraft uh, down in international waters. Um, State Department spokesman Ned uh, Price described the incident as brazen, a brazen violation of international law. Uh, Russia's defense ministry claims the drone flew toward the Russian border with the transponders turned off and was in violation of airspace, airspace restrictions set up for its, uh, quote, special military operation in Ukraine, according to state-run news agencies. Um, Oh, and the defense ministry also denied Russia's uh, fighter jets came into contact with a drone and claimed the U.S. aircraft hit the water due to uncomfortable maneuvering. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told CNN on Wednesday that re uh, the recovery of the drone's remnants may be impossible for the United States. I just think we just gave Russia and China another gift. We gave the Afghanistans millions, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of machinery. Why not give a little bit, you know, a little bit of payback for those balloons we knocked out of the sky? Well, they're trying to just grab that um, drone I, so they could check out what maybe what the United States was looking at. Well, also they can reverse engineer it. Um, I mean, our engineering, as far as anything you know, mechanical like that is well beyond our technology is well beyond everybody else's. I'm kind of split on this because uh, as much as I want to be like, you know, screw Russia. Yeah. You have to look at it from their perspective. I mean, they're in a conflict with somebody else, somebody we are essentially fighting yeah. them through. <laughs> yeah. Heavy handily helping. <laughs> and then we're going, Oh, Hey, look, we're going to use a, a spy vehicle, you know, a spy something in the air of spying on you. When we are directly relaying intelligence to Ukraine, it's, uh, it's it rides that border where I almost don't feel bad that it happened. I'm not mad at Russia for it because again, if it was happening to us, we we wouldn't look at the that's a that's an act of war. We do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, look how long it took us to let knock down what China had put out. I mean, it went over all our installations. I, that's that's why I just think it's like, oh, well, all right, now that we've got a piece of your equipment, here's another piece of our equipment. That way you know how it all works. That way when you guys decide to overtake the feminine United States because we're so busy worrying about woke issues and uh, soft men that uh, we can't figure out whether we're men or women. Just here's here's a little more technology. Figure it out. And that's what it just seems to me. It just and I can they're just sending base. balloons. <laughs> well, now if we, we're trading, if we're trading technology for technology, we're not in a good standing. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, look who's leading the charge. I mean, come on. It's not Kamala. It's it's the bubbling clown. I mean, the interesting thing about it is, honestly, with our technology, it wouldn't take anything seconds for us to be able to use satellites to get all the images we need, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't understand. Yeah. You can get certain information using a drone, 
but honestly, most information that we're going to use from that area, we can get from the sky. We, I mean, from satellites. From satellites. We don't have to get from, you know, a drone itself. Yeah. I do, you know, and it seems like stirring the pot. It does. And, and honestly, you know, I, I can't be so naive to say that they accidentally hit it. Okay. <clears throat> but no. I can say that no pilot wants to take a risk on anything nicking the skin of their plane. Yeah. You know, I, I, so it's one of those things like, how do they not see it? Yeah. All right. But on the other end, you know, why would they risk taking themselves out of the air to take down a drone? I mean, I, I'm if I, I, I agree with you on that. Like if, if I put myself in that Russian's helmet and I seen an American drone where I'm flying, I'm probably going to, uh, I'm probably going to shoot it down. And if you shoot it down, it's an act of war. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what the, I think, like, like it was said, it was, like, it was a taunt to yeah. try to get that to happen. But if he just nicks well, it, like you said, like if he just kind of skims it and knocks it down, then it's a, uh, oops. Right. 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 Exactly. Well, I didn't mean it. I think the whole notion was, is that they were hoping it would change director. Dr- 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 trajectory. Yes. It changed directions. and it it all turned around and stuff yeah and and that it would change its direction and it you know that wasn't the case and the whole point is is we had that capability it's a drone it is it's unmanned aircraft that we are in control of so you're telling me that whoever is the pilot for the drone doesn't have the capability to have maneuvered to under a thousand underneath underneath the reasonable canopy and just skirt that across the ocean and basically you know just out fought to outmaneuver them up to a certain point oh and especially you're tiny you're a lot i mean you're not tiny but you're a lot smaller than that plane which means you can you most likely i don't know how how well they maneuver but most likely because of your sheer size you should be able to get out of its way yeah so <laughs> Do you think maybe that technology was given to the uh, Korea, uh, uh, Russians, to the Aquari- Ukrainians, Ukrainians, the Ukrainians, and they were using that drill? It, that is possible, and I mean, I'm not going to say that's impossible. Um, we're offering them all kinds of crap at this point. It's like we mm-hmm. can't we can't fix nothing here in the United States. So here, here's something else. Here's here's some of our technology. I agree. We've seen what they do. They it could have been masked as a nice weather balloon, but it maneuvered with with precision over specific areas, and it took forever for us to do something. So it just seems. I just well, I'm I'm still under the assumption that we just gifted them our technology. Well, I think your question on why wouldn't it maneuver proves Alan's point that why because why wouldn't it maneuver right? Then then it definitely was it was looking to get that act of aggression that act of war. But, but then it raises the question: Do we have and and I think one of the uh, representatives or either senator or congressman is like or no 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 no. Uh, a gentleman on a, a network that the mainstream media don't like, Fox, uh, was identifying he wanted the actual coordinates of where it was flying yeah. and where it hit the water. He wanted absolute proof that it was in international waters. But it's like Ellen said, 
we have a satellite. Yeah. Why would we need a drone if we could see everything with the satellite? So I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I really hate to give them any credit whatsoever. But, you know, and again, at what point with all the weaponry we just sent over there? Yeah. To have American flags splashed all over them. At what point do we get manipulated by our government? Our government says, look, they're attacking U.S. troops. They're attacking U.S. this. Look, it's this. And it's not us at all. It's the Ukrainian people. Ukrainian, The Ukrainians actually using it. Yeah. You know? Or likewise... At what point do the Russians, does Putin look at his people and say, look at these images. Those are American tanks. Those are Americans attacking us. Well, it's just like we're at war. The pipeline, right? Uh, what's the name of that, that pipe, pipeline that they Nord have? Stream? Nord Stream. Nord Stream. I mean, oh, it wasn't <laughs> do they really us. expect us to believe that it wasn't us? Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then what I saw, actually, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because a short popped up. I watch a lot of this infographic stuff and it's, I hate to say it's left-leaning, but it, it, when it comes to direct politics, it seems to be a little left-leaning. And they said, oh, well, uh, a lot of people out of the gate believed it was the United States who actually sabotaged it. But proof has come out since then, and now we know that private Ukrainian citizens were the ones who, who took a craft and did this. So it's sure. not even the Ukrainian government. That gives Putin a lot more to worry about when the private citizens are standing up for their country. And I'm going, mm-hmm. you know, this is... I love this show for the most part, but when we get into direct politics, you guys definitely lean towards so, those, those private uh, Ukrainian soldiers just so happen to have gotten their citizenship after transferring from the U.S. citizenship uh, maybe just two weeks prior. Yeah, all those Americans <laughs> that are over there, they're retired and they're they're fighting for themselves. They're not they're on any yeah. kind of contract for the U.S. Yeah, exactly. They're not, not earning uh, big fat government contracts. History, history is like that. Uh, you, you All through the wars, you always had people that wasn't soldiers always fighting like helping out and doing things that they shouldn't be doing but they do it anyway because it affects them so war war there was a time that it was called guerrilla warfare that's it and so so someone at some point has to do the the crap work that the government don't want their hands in mm-hmm. and that's the people that get sent in. And that's, uh, which, you know, for conspiracy theorists, that is uh, half of them run for the deep state. The other half runs for the nationalists. And, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's time we get the right people because right now it's really hard to believe either side has the best interest. And up to this point, um, whether it was a Ukrainian guy running that drone or whether it was by an American soldier, which kind of just surprises me. Makes no difference, really. Yeah, well, I would like to think that if it was one of our guys, they would have, I mean, they're designed to save the equipment. That's why I just kind of feel like it was gifted to the Russians. It's like, oh... We know we've done yins dirty. Here you go. I mean, yeah, now at this point, it has happened to have been gifted, but I think the intention was what I, I really do. I, I, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I really think the intention was to get them to, to blow it up. Uh, and then when they didn't get that, they were like, oh, no, that didn't work out. So it was probably Biden's idea. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Obama. 
But really, <laughs> Obama's about to run. Well, really yeah. running. They if you ask the they, press secretary, yeah, yeah, she's she had a Freudian slip. Uh, was it uh, last week? <laughs> Said President Obama. I mean, uh, whoa. Yeah, where'd that come from? Uh, from your mouth. <laughs> In the end, there went seven million. I didn't see how. I didn't hear how much it was. I, I thought someone said seven million dollars for this drone. So we just threw away seven million dollars. I don't know about you. Seven million. I'm retiring. That's on top well, of the don't billions. Worry. Don't worry. Our tax dollars get to replace it. Yeah. Not that they're worth anything. Well, you know, just real quick. Just I hate to get too far off it, but you know, all the stuff that we gave them. You know, we gave Ukraine. I saw an, an, uh, an article this week saying, praising the idea of giving them all that because now with our tax dollars, the government is now replacing and replenishing that stuff that we gave away, and that's helping industry. <laughs> so it's a good thing when we give people our weapons because then we get to replace them. You know, uh, some people say that uh, Ukraine yeah. is where we laund- where the U.S. launders all its money. Hmm. Speaking of money laundering, uh, from, from the, coming from the New York Post this week, uh, while Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, top executive pushed woke programs. Um, a head of risk management at Sil- Silicon Valley Bank spent considerate time uh, spearheading multiple woke LGBTQ plus programs, including a safe space for coming out stories as the firm raced toward the collapse. Um, this is an American name that's hard to say. Jay Ursapa? Okay, sir. The boss of financial risk management at SVB's UK branch launched initiatives such as the company's first month-long pride campaign and the new blog emphasizing mental health awareness for the LGBTQ plus youth. Um, the, the phrase, you can't be what you can't see. Resonates with me. Repeat that. You can't be what you can't see. You can't be what you can't see. Resonates with me. Resonates with me. Ursapa was quoted as saying uh, that on the company website. Um, He also said as uh, as a queer person of color and first generation immigrant from working class background, uh, there were not many uh, role models for me, he said. uh, to, for him to see growing up, um, or her to see. Gosh darn it, there's no way for me to have known that that was the, the name like Jay. Uh, anyway, this person, <laughs> efforts says, as the company's uh, European LGBTQIA+, plus, uh, did that just change from earlier in the article that was LGBTQ? This just shows you how. It's, it's all kinds of letters and yeah. numbers and symbols. Uh, they even have the two the spirit alphabet thing of stupidity. They also yeah. have that two spirit they added in there now. It's like yeah. it's two spirits reside in the same body. Anyway, I, yeah. EFJ, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, uh, employee resource group co chair earned her spot on SVB's outstanding LGBTQ plus role models list 2022. Uh, a listed uh, share, uh, share in a company post uh, just four months before the bank was shut down by federal authorities over liquidity fears. In addition to instituting SVB's first safe space catch-up, which encouraged employees to share their coming out stories and serving on the LGBTQ plus panel, so they just, it changed again, uh, panels around the world. Uh, Ursaf spent time over the last year serving as a director for the diversity role models and volunteering 
as a mentor for migrant leaders? Article title. Ready? Go for it. Bank goes under due to bad trans action. <laughs> I guess you're going to have to call up New York Post. Can we? <laughs> they was keeping the dark stuff in the closet, though. <laughs> no, these, these were stories about coming out. Oh, okay, well, li- listen. If I'm not mistaken, the Friday before this all goes down, going down, like Half of that equation is doing exactly that. Um, didn't they pass out bonuses to everyone? <laughs> yeah, SBT was uh, abruptly shut down Friday by the California Department of Financial Protection Innovation shortly after the bank disclosed it had taken a $1.8 billion hit from $2.1 billion fire sale of its bond holdings. So, yeah, that sounds like, a, that sounds like bonuses. Yeah. So, we're going to pay you... And shaft anyone else in the company. So we're going to do exactly what the government's doing to the rest of the American people. And you're just going to have to live with it. And it's interesting that Biden managed to bring himself out of the crypt along with his (laughs) financial secretary. And they jumped right on this and said, we need to get this fixed immediately. So let's get on it. Let's make this happen because we got to we got to build back better. And let's bail out, bail out another bank. Yeah. Bail out another bank, which is against the rules that they set in 2008 after they bailed out out the banks too too big to fail. But see, the thing is, is it's Silicon Valley. You got to take care of who is your LGBTQ plus. I mean, it's literally the bank made bad decisions. The bank made bad investments. The bank took in high risk, um, based solely high risk investments based solely on the color of someone's skin or sexuality. And that's, what's killing me about this. It's, it's one thing if a bank takes a high risk, you know, uh, they, they possibly can fail, but they literally were like, this is something we normally wouldn't throw money at, but because you look the way you do or the, or you sleep with the person you sleep with, you're worth the risk. Yeah. And, and that's uh, insane. And to go yeah. along with that, Alan, uh, shares of SBV, uh, SVB financial, the bank's parent, had plunged by a whopping 60% on Thursday. Now, you did stocks. Yes. When it plunges by 60%, what does that mean? I'm buy. It means buy because <laughs> it's going to come back. Uh, not buy in the way they think of buy, yeah. like bisexual. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, Purchase. that's that's uh, that's a bad, bad, bad situation. And I think their stock's only at like a buck something, like a yeah. dollar or something. Yeah, the stock was down and buy another 60% in pre-market trading Friday until oh. being halted. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, we're, we're, we got to freeze it, got to yeah. freeze it, got to freeze it. Well, because then, yeah. you know, I mean, at the very least, you get a run on it, right? You get a bunch of people who are like, fine, it's down to two pennies, but we know they're going to bail them out, so screw it. Let's buy yes. everything I can. Let's buy the toilet paper that has their name printed on it. Exactly. Well, um, um, here's a reason to shop at home. I can wipe crap on LGBTQ plus all I time, all any day of the week. Real, real quick, Lou. Go ahead. The same thing that you were just saying about bad managing. I was telling Mac, uh, Josh about that earlier. And um, this ain't the first time this stuff has happened. It's right. happened before. It happened in New York. I had money in the bank, and all of a sudden, uh, it went bankrupt. I lost all that money. And um, it ain't the first time that happened. So tell me, it's got to be ma- bad management, like Alan said, uh, or somebody's not doing it right, or they, yeah. somebody's pocketing it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It sounds like they let Hunter Biden come in and run the books. <laughs> well, it's crazy. So, it, honestly, I know you want to jump to the next thing real quick, but no, no, uh, the part FD, another part of the story. The FDIC is supposed to protect you up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Supposed to. So, is is this really them bailing out the bank, or is this really them bailing out the FDIC so the FDIC doesn't have to pay out all that money? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and they they bail out the bank, but not the individual. Right, right, and that's what happened in your case, Lou. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't care what you because you're just the number in the account system, right? Um, but here's a, here's a reason to shop at Home Depot. Uh, Home Depot on Saturday, Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus ins, uh, insinuated that woke policies like the ones launched by Ursa Path could have led to SVB's dramatic failure. Could have, could have. We don't could've. know. We don't know. Horrible, horrible high risk investments. Eh, could have made it happen. Their investments were horrible. They were the worst that I've seen. Everybody tells me. That's not me saying that. Everybody tells me. Like Basically, he said, here's the thing. Uh, we're Home Depot. Um, if I wanted to replicate what they did over there, I would buy a bunch of sheets of asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got big bags of asbestos to insulate your houses. Here, That's a, that's a good call, just like SVB. <laughs> As a, the, <laughs> a businessman blamed... Uh, Biden administration for pushing companies to, and banks to consider global warming over shareholder returns, resulting in a catastrophic economic pitfalls. Climate, climate change. I don't know. Listen, how to, you know, change. the sun's going to come up. It's either going to be hot. Or it's going to be cold. When you when you build everything on the basis of climate control, you only alienate. And as things stand right now, who is the worst country, as far as the world is concerned, about? The problems with climate control. America, we are the bad guys. We're the ones doing it wrong. We're the only ones doing it wrong. Except India and China really, really, literally smoke us in those categories. Well, uh, you've got how many uh, countries in Africa for those, the materials, the minerals that make up the batteries in the electric cars. Lithium, nickel, cobalt. And um, there's another one. That um, is also, but you can get cobalt lung. The others are just poisonous, and then you mix this cake together, and the only way you can really get rid of this battery is you got to take it to zero, and then even at that, it, it, it's, it's going to be there. That cake is going to stay cooked. There's, there's no throwing it in the trash can and saying, oh, it'll be all right for the environment. It's not. And then the body, what's it made of? Plastic. It, it's made out of a petroleum-based fossil fuel item. So what have we done? Your combustion engine from start to finish is recyclable. An electric car isn't. Well, it's probably got BPA in those electric car uh, bodies, body kits too, so you get more Dylan Mulvaney's walking around. That's right. Um, Woman's just driving her car, boom, in her womb, way more estrogen. <laughs> hey. And his too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's what they're wanting anyway, right? Yep, uh, that's what they want. Um, speaking of misconceptions. Um, <laughs> nice. Well played there. <laughs> Coming from the Western Journal this week. Um, this is a commentary piece. Uh, celebs already squealing as Trump prepares to release private letters he received from them. Nice. After former President Donald Trump announced he was releasing a book of letters sent to him uh, by fellow celebrities, he seemed to find the humor in how many famous people were uh, 
uh, effusive in praising him for <laughs> before he be, became became a liberal, and the media um, became before he became. Let me get this straight here. Before he became liberal media public enemy number one. Okay, because uh, uh, I was like, I, I was, was starting to get Biden. a little confused there. I was having a Biden moment. All righty. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair We're enough. Talking about him and then Biden or Kamala. So they're both. Um, anyway. <laughs> go ahead, give us a cackle. <laughs> give us a strong cackle. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, so, uh, quote: uh, I, I think they're going to see a, fair, a very fascinating life. Uh, I, I knew them all. I, I inv- and every one of them kissed my butt, and now I only have half of them kissing my butt. And uh, that was a quote from Trump, by the way. I didn't do it justice this time. Anyhow, uh, and now he's got them uh, squealing about their displeasure before the book is even released. According to a, f- a Friday report in Newsweek, representatives from uh, for both Hillary Clinton and Jay Leno, what a pair that is, have gone on record saying they didn't give permission for their correspondence to be used in uh, the letters to Trump, uh, set to be published on April 25th, and neither celebs seem to be very happy about it. Uh, a colorful, a colorful fo- a photo book captures the incredible um, and oftentimes private correspondence between President Donald J. Trump and some of the biggest names in history throughout the past 40 years. A media release from the, the book's publisher, Winning Team Publishing, uh, trumpeted. The letters came from both Trump's years in the White House as well as his life pre-presidency. So it's going to be some some really uh, wild letters in there, I'm sure, uh, when he was uh, simply an international celebrity, according to Breitbart. Uh, from President Richard Nixon to Princess Diana and from Hillary Clinton to Chairman Kim Jong-un, uh, no book offers a glimpse into history quite like the letters to Trump. It's about to offer a glimpse into the cowardice of celebrity culture as well. If early returns are any indication, according to Newsweek, Jay Leno's representatives were quick to confirm they had not granted Trump permission. Uh, Jay did not release nor authorize any use of any letter to uh, Mr. Trump. A representative from Leno's production company stated, the two had been close in the past, and it's, uh, it's uh, worth noting. Leno and Trump were seemingly friends at a point as Leno's uh, spoke, as Leno spoke on Trump's behalf in January 2007. Then Trump received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Newsweek reported, Trump was also a guest on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno several occasions between 1997 and 2010, and he was also a guest on the short-lived The Jay Leno Show. It's unsurprising that Hillary Clinton's response was a bit more emphatic, uh, considering that the uh, two ended up running the most bruising presidential campaigns in recent memory. <laughs> I can honestly say at this point in time, if you write me a letter and I want to put it in a book, it's happening. Go yeah. ahead. Go go ahead. Because at this point in time, we have such a woke society you're you're offended over something that you said to me. Okay, so your your words had value to me. Your yeah. friendship had value to me. So I'm just wanting to share the friendship that we had. These letters are just old tweets, right? It's equivalent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So so if if modern day, if you want to play that game, freedom of speech. Your you shared your speech with me. I'm going to share it with the world. I'm going to share it with the world. I mean, what's the difference between Trump doing this and 
what the Prince of England, what's his name? With the I don't want to talk about that guy. He doesn't exist. Was he in Can? I, I think Grand he was in Can. Harry. 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 Yeah. The red or the bald? Uh, whichever one's with the Megan chick, the sounds like actress. A the red or the bald? <laughs> the red or the bald? <laughs> I would watch that show. <laughs> Everybody, be quiet. I'm watching my stories. <laughs> this week on the red and the bald. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think we could do one over Trump. Letters from Trump. Letters like from Trump. Like letters Le- to Trump. Letters. Well, I th- you, you could do both. You could do back and forth oh, yeah. on this one. You could get your uh, LGBTQ in there also. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> that's the new subscription service. Plus, <laughs> subscribe today. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys! I just pictured like a bunch of people from all those different things going. L, come on back, microphone. Jeez, it's like all these like L G B T. You know, different people who recommend everything. And the last person's like plus five ninety nine a month. But if you want it without commercials, it's ten ninety nine. Something tells me, Alan. That that would last longer than CNN Plus. That definitely would, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh but you won't gosh. have the uh, the queer eye for the straight guy on that channel. It no. won't happen because no. that's too run-of-the-mill for them. It's too vanilla. Too vanilla. Yeah. But, you know, I do like the ideas of, like, letters from Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Letters from Trump. Dear Hillary... <laughs> we've got you special. Uh, we've got you specially. Uh, got a special occasion coming for you. We're going to lock you up, and it's going to be a, a great, great, great visit for you and all your friends behind those bars. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be like that Jeffrey Epstein visit that you guys made. <laughs> oh my word! Not that I'm insinuating anything. No, <laughs> dear Jeffrey, I'm sorry for what Hillary did to you. I mean. For what you did to yourself, well, the truth will come out. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other letters that he might send. I've got none. I'm just, I'm just taking it in. <laughs> Dear Bill, <laughs> you got caught more times than I did. <laughs> you should have. You've got the pain to prove it. You should have played a, played a cleaner game. Uh, just quite like your golf swing. Just not going to make it. Not going to make it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I think we're, where are we at in time? We over? We're right at it. We're right. Eight, we, got, we got a few minutes. Eight minutes, really? I Eight thought minutes. we were right at it. What's another letter from Trump? I want to I wanna do one. We're going to do more <laughs> letters, of Trump, letters from Trump. <laughs> well, how about Hunter? <laughs> Dear Hunter, I sent you this package of... 15 pounds of Parmesan cheese. I know how much you like the Parmesan cheese and these rolling papers so that you can put it in there and, and do what you do. Uh, and I also sp- sent you this small crack pipe. Uh, I know that you like to uh, also use the Parmesan cheese for this said crack pipe. Uh, and I sent you a new laptop, and this one's got a tracking device, so you won't lose this one, okay? Did you see he actually <laughs> opened a lawsuit against the computer co- the little computer shop? You see that? Yeah. No, it came across my feed earlier today that Hunter Biden has opened a lawsuit against the little computer shop that had his, you know, laptop that that got, wasn't so 
that wasn't there, didn't exist. Yeah, it, it's it's not my laptop, but I'm suing the store for the laptop that's not mine because <laughs> he wasn't supposed to do what he done with it. Yep, it's okay. hit, hitting him for you know, getting you know, basically letting out his information. Essentially, yeah, going against his privacy and things like that, like privacy <laughs> violations and things. Letters from Trump, dear <laughs> Stormy. <laughs> I helped your mom. Now you have to help me. That money you received for her, now you must let the legal teams know that it was just for your mom. Hmm. Hmm? It wasn't because we hooked up. It was for your mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be more like a a Mark Wahlberg letter. (laughs) How's your mom? How's your mom? <laughs> very uh, true, I feel very like true. this. I feel like this is a segment we have to have now. Oh yeah, letters from Trump. Please comment. That's what we should do. Yes. Comment and give us ideas for letters from Trump. I, That'd be a cool segment. Yeah, yeah. Comment. Get, get, we, we need we need more of that. And and they never turn the cameras around. But we got a, we got a whole crew here. Um, they're fake news. Oh man, we do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Can we so, make it darker back there. Um, I think that the lights are just brighter on us. Um, <laughs> I'm just right on this side of the camera. I just don't want to see them on that yeah, side. Yes, so don't, <laughs> don't 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 uh, upset guys. Sterling. He'll he'll dim the lights and I know, just shut it off. <laughs> we get done. Sterling's like, I actually stopped recording right after Alan said that. Yeah, dear Sterling, dear please Sterling. keep the lights on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I need them on my beautiful beautiful face. I I didn't say that. That's what they tell me. They tell me I got a beautiful face, uh, and frankly, I do. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, so definitely comment and uh, and give us some more ideas on the letters from Trump. Um, hopefully, uh, the rest of us, uh, the, the rest of the team, can get to work on their Trump impressions and catch up with mine. So I feel like mine's pretty good. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Dear laughing libertarian. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Your jokes are funny, and I see you wooden. Jesus brought you back. It was a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful Some thing. would say probably the best thing, the best that, thing. that he ever did. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Gary, host of More on the More, could you please bring us home with prayer? Yes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Lord, on first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that we could sit down, get into your word, and uh, Lord, just I ask that we set off unbelief and put our whole hearts trust in you, Lord knowing that you can lead God and direct our path, that when we surrender all to you, we can patiently run the race that you have set before us. We know that there'll be a day that we will stand before you, Lord. We look forward to that time of you saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. We just ask you to carry us home safely tonight. Protect us. Let us have another really good show uh, next week, Lord. We just put it in your hands. In Jesus' heavenly name you pray. Amen. 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 That was my father, Gary Moore. He's hosting more on the more. Make sure that you're checking that out. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, subscribe to it. Subscribe. You got to subscribe. Yes. And then next to him, well, you know him. You love him. The host of The Laughing Libertarian. They, they might. I don't think they know me. I don't think they know me. <laughs> but I do appreciate you being on, so, so maybe they will know me one day. <laughs> Frankly, they tell me they know you, so. Maybe they do. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. That's not me. They they tell me all the time. Uh, so and across from him, we have the host of Rodriguez Rants, 
Louis Rodriguez. Nice to be here, and don't forget to like. Yeah. And uh, I've been your host, reminding you, have a good week, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out.